0: Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered.
1: Well, the other day, uh, Dan and I had a... uh, I message argument for like an hour and a half about a checkbox. Oh, isn't that great?
2: <laughs> yeah, Here, let me let me try to queue it up for Mike, uh, and then Tom, you can tell me if this is fair or not. Uh, so Mike, let's imagine a scenario where you're purchasing something online, mm-hmm. uh, it can be a physical good, it can be a digital good. Uh, from a big company, a small company doesn't really matter, and so you're going through the checkout process where you're entering your mailing address and credit card info and all that. And there's typically a field to enter an email address, uh, which is used to, uh, you know, send your order confirmation and whatnot. And oftentimes there is a checkbox beneath it that says, you know, sign me up for our newsletter. in in worded some way like that or another. Um, Do you think that checkbox should be checked by default or unchecked by default?
0: Should is an interesting uh, way of phrasing it because it really depends on which hat I have on, right? Like, what is my expectation as a person of the internet. My expectation of a person of the internet is that that will be ticked by default, right? Mm -hmm. But as a consumer, I don't want it to be ticked by default. But then there's like this weird thing where like I'm so used to it being ticked. If it's not ticked, will I tick it? Um, Mm -hmm. But like if the answer is, do I want someone to automatically add me to a mailing list? My answer is no, I do not want them to do that because Mm -hmm. i find it very frustrating um considering that i know now that this is an argument between the two of you my (laughs) expectation if i was going to guess would be that tom wanted it ticked and dan didn't want it ticked you nailed it yeah well duh i mean
1: (laughs) i I feel like we've talked about this on the show before Uh uh and for the longest time i mean for all of our history like you know Six seven years, it, it was unticked. Uh, and it was like a stance we had made and like had talked about it in like talks we would give and stuff about our values basically. Um, and so for the longest time it was that way. But then I went to a uh, like a little retreat uh, mastermind business retreat thing with a small group of people and all those people were uh, like people who did like internet uh marketing kind of and and um sold courses online and did a lot of email marketing like that's that's their specialty is email marketing it's basically like how their business works and when i talked uh told them that like our that was that we like defaulted to um unchecked the little opt-in checkbox, they were like Aghast. They were like, What are you doing? Like they were like, This is what are you doing? Like, change that immediately. It's horrible. Mm. And um and their basic argument was that like you should assume that people want to hear from you uh because you're like having a brand, you have a story to tell, and you you should have the attitude and assume that um your customers who are buying something from you like want to hear from you. Um and so you know, I walked away from that kind of little retreat uh with a little bit different mindset about um email in general, like email marketing in general. And so I wanted to try like just ch- just like just having it be default checked and see what would happen um and see how it felt. And we we kind of I guess we had that going for, I don't know, Dan, what, like f- four, five, four months or something?
2: Yeah, since um, the summer.
1: Yeah, since the summer, like, like July, basically. um And then we, I don't even know why we, oh, we figured out that we could like customize that message in kind of a hacky way.
2: <laughs> for the you know the past seven years since we've had our Shopify site, there's no way to change what that checkbox actually said. I think it the default was like sign up for our newsletter or something like that. And uh, it would have been so, it would have been so much nicer to have a little bit of our copy and personality in there where we can say like, Hey, you know, this isn't a, a a spammy thing. Like we only send so many uh, emails a year or whatever. Um, And we just, we just now uh, either discovered or they changed how you do it or whatever where we can change that copy. And so that is, that kind of brought us back to this discussion. So, okay, like, um, I want to say
0: something super quick and then uh, I want to come back to, like, what the argument was. Like, if you'd had it for so long, why is it now a problem again? Which is interesting. But uh, I, uh, I don't know if just because this stuff works for people selling courses that it means you should do it, right? Like just because they're like, oh, I can't believe it. Like that, that means that, that you should, I think that like hang out on the whole, like a lot of those types of email marketing things, they have quite like a hostile relationship with their consumer in that. Like it's please come by. No, I don't want to, but what about now? Okay. But what if I give you $200 off? And, And like, you guys don't, you're not that. Like that's not Mm -hmm. what you are. Like just be. I don't think that it's necessarily like the right thing to think of. Like just because some it works for some people, that you should do it. Like I don't know if this is the right.
1: Well, here's my stance. I mean, I think that's basically Dan's argument. I I think, Uh, but my argument, it's more subtle. So okay, here's the thing. Uh, I think our our kind of main like wrong thinking about email marketing in general in the past has been that uh people who receive our emails are like a conscious like conscious about them read them in their inbox they consider whether they're going to click it or not they're like thoughtful about everything (laughs) but i think what the reality Mm, is mm. is that like that is not like not at all true like for instance when we would launch, when we in the past like would launch a product, we would send one email about that product. We'd be like, "Hey, we made this new thing," and send one email. And I think our kind of mindset was like, "Oh, well, you know, we're not, we don't want to send another email about that because people have seen it. They've either and then they've seen it and they decided to read the email or not open the email, and they like that made that decision. But I think." how our mind is our mindset. And I think Dan's too have changed a little bit is no, like people most likely didn't even see that email and there's like, their their inbox is like full of emails and it's just like a sea of crazy and they never see it anyways. And so uh, my mind has changed a little bit about like how people like just how how likely they are to even like see the email or be thoughtful about in the first place. So Mm -hmm. With this email marketing thing, because the internet like because it is the default on the internet for that opt for that email box to be like default check like that is the norm, and that's what everyone expects um I think that's kind of just like the default behavior and people just like buzz through it and it's like they don't even think about it and Wow! Why I know a lot of our customers are very thoughtful, and they notice that like we did not default check that, and they see that, and they're like, "Oh, wow, that's I, I like that they did that." It's like brand building. It's a good thing for us to do, right? I bet the vast majority of people don't notice one way or the other, and that's why like this works for most people, right? Because they don't even they don't even like see it because it's like the default, and they don't even think about it. And so, yeah. what what because of that, and if we decide, oh, okay, we're like not going to check. We're like not going to we're going to make this brave stand and not have it default checked. <laughs> we're basically like missing out on being able to tell our story to people and like build a brand to those people because of all the crappy Internet stuff. It's like we're letting all of the crappy Internet stuff who sets this bad standard dictate like our ability to do brand building because like, it's like, we're wait, it's like, so I know it's like not necessarily the the best answer to like jump on board with that, but because it's like the vast majority of companies do that, that it, it, it's like, we're taking this old brave stand or whatever. And it's like, it's, I don't know. It just feels like a real miss opportunity for me that like, we, we don't get to, um, have that opportunity to like do it right right like if we send a really thoughtful email even though we automatically like we by default signed you up to our email list but the email you got from it was like actually useful and good i think you would be fine with uh that 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 process right and so but we completely lose that chance i think for most people because they don't even think about checking or unchecking that box does that make any sense that's like my stance but it's tricky
2: yeah it makes sense that i (sighs) pretty much disagree with all of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I totally get what you're saying. And I it does make sense. Uh, it does make sense. And I can understand uh, that thinking. Um, the way I approach it is... So, A, from like a... How, how we do everything at Studio 8, ne- basically, which is just like... How do we feel about this? Like, there's so much uh, kind of gut intuition and our sensibilities like are basically our our brand is us like the the uh way people perceive our brand is because we've put ourselves and our sensibilities and our aesthetic into it and so for me personally any time like literally any time that i'm i'm checking out and the checkbox is checked by default that is a little ding against that company is it the end of the world? No, of course not. Is it generally the default uh, behavior? Sure, yes, I think that's true. Uh, but it's still a, a little, a little tiny uh, knock against them. And so this argument of like, you know, branding and building our brand, I think the unchecked checkbox potentially is a better doing a better branding job for us than doing something gross which is the default checked but then trying to like win them back with our brand storing by the emails that they didn't sign up for uh i think a better approach is just to do uh the better thing and i've kind of like run these thought experience uh, experiments in my head where it's like okay just imagine a vacuum in which there's the the greatest company ever like a, a perfect brand you know like better better than apple you know better than you know Leica, whatever, like a whatever like a flawless brand which doesn't exist but let's just say it is and they have you know an amazing uh newsletter that's incredibly valuable really well written just super nice i still would not want that checkbox to be checked by default like it's it's crossing a line of uh like taking some agency uh, away from the uh user or being there's like a kind of arrogance uh to it. Um that even if they're totally justified, like, yeah, this brand is amazing and this newsletter is awesome. Uh I I just I I don't agree with uh that that user experience, I guess. So
1: you're right. That's right. But I think the flaw in the in your thinking is that you're assuming that you are the normal case. And I think you are definitely on the end of a continuum. But
2: you just, you just said our customers, like we want our customers to be like us that are like thought, like our customers care about like thoroughly considered things and details. Otherwise they wouldn't buy our stuff. They would buy like cheap stuff on Amazon or whatever. Yes. They're probably not to the degree of us. Like that's true. But, and then just another like sub point to that is I do think it is true that when people are, doing a checkout process, i.e. like entering sensitive data, they are a little bit more, uh, uh, they're paying attention a little bit more than if it was just like any old website or whatever. So I do think that is true that they probably, yes, of course, some people like don't even see it, like it's invisible to them and they just buzz over it. But I do think it is noticed by a non-trivial amount of people.
1: Maybe. I mean, that's all, I, I I think it's easy to have that attitude when you yourself are so detail-oriented. I mean, like me, like I am less detail-oriented than you and probably more than most people. And I, you know, I buzz past that stuff all the time, right? And so I think that's the, that's why, that's what worries me a little bit about just our bias here, right? Is that we, you know, I, I agree with you. Like I agree with what you're saying and I think it's right. It's just, we are also running a business. And I think, you know, sometimes some of the decisions we make are so wrapped up in our own kind of bias about things and we don't adequately measure like what the effects of those decisions are sometimes that it's often valuable to like try new things or like get out of our like comfort zone or our assumptions about like what are important to our customers. Um, and so I don't think we can actually. Like, if we had some data that, like, would tell us this, like, plainly, I would be more convinced. But I'm not as convinced because your arguments are so wrapped up in your own bias that it's really difficult to, to be compelling to me. Whereas uh, the reason why this is done on the Internet in general is because it works or else people would stop doing it. Like
2: You can say that about spam, too. Like, you can say that about, like, getting emails about Viagra and stuff like that happens because it works like that's not an argument
1: i know but the thing is we're not sending spam to people necessarily right so uh, uh
2: you are though you are yeah like that that that's where the arrogance comes in is like our newsletter is so good that like you're like you're gonna want to get this like that's not true like <laughs> people can make up their own minds if they want to receive it or not
1: but but here no no so here's the problem with that yeah so yeah it's, it's true it's true that w- we don't know that, but because most email you get from companies like this are really bad. Um, I don't know if it's actually f- fair. People's people's assumptions about what our email list would be. Like if you were to just ask like, in, like a normal person, they're cold, they come on our website, they buy something, and you were to ask them, okay, if you check this box, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to tell you something that's probably very different from what we do. And so that's what I'm saying. Like that's why it bothers me is because I want to. I want to have the chance to prove that their, their their likely assumption wrong about what's going to happen when that box is checked.
0: Like every time I buy something from a company, and they auto opt me in, every email that I get from them is spam. Like it doesn't matter how good the content is. Like I didn't ask for this. Right. Like th- that's the difference. Like I I totally get where you're coming from, but like the argument that you guys are having is like so wrapped up in this like you're both fighting each other about like with the same argument which is this is wrapped up in what we think our company is? Well, no,
1: no, cuz I think like I think our company is what Dan is saying. Uh so th- so my argument is is weirder because uh like I agree like from a branding and like philosophical point of view like i agree i agree with that but Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that's always the right answer so like it i just i just am more willing to uh like assume that we might be wrong about that Mm -hmm. um and try different stuff and so that like that's why yeah that's why like i'm always pushing to kind of do stuff is because i i don't know I, i feel like we may be completely wrong about that
0: yeah, but, like, what, what I'm saying is, right, that, like, the argument that you're having is about, like, what Studio Neat is. And at the same time, you're saying, oh, we should we should enable this checkbox. You're still saying that, like, oh, because when people get our email, like, they're going to realize how good it is. But if you've opted somebody in, like, they don't care. They don't care how good it is. Like, they never asked for it in the first place, right? Like, that's that's my approach to it. It doesn't matter how good it is. I see your email in my inbox, and all I know is, like, I know what's happening here. You're trying to sell me something. And I didn't ask you to sell me something, but you're doing it. Like that's, in my mind, that is spam. And again, right? Like I will open that message if I want to, and it may be good for me, right? And I might see something in there that I want, and I might buy it, and that's fine. And then the experience is good. But I will tell you like a vast, huge majority of the time, your email will not make it past my Apple Watch in that instance because I will see it and I will hit archive and it's gone forever because I know what you're trying to do to me. You're trying to sell me something and my, my concern <laughs> know, for you business. guys, yeah, but the thing is <laughs> you haven't done things that way before. Like this is, well, that's you know. Not true.
1: Literally every time we talk to people, we're trying to sell them something. Mm-hmm. So
2: it's, yeah, but it, it's Tom, like diff- I think you're conflating like the, like you're kind of conflating two things. Where it's like I fully agree we need to like be better at email marketing and do it more and be uh, more vocal and talk to our customers more. Like that all we're on the same page about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is like a separate discussion. Yeah, this is a this is a different thing. You Can't just say we're in the business of selling things, so we're allowed to do that. Like there are so many other ways to skin that cat.
0: But, but then also it's like, so me, Michael Hurley, right? He signed up for your email newsletter. So like if I, if there is a com- company, so like if I get, a, if me, me gets a Studio Neat email, I want to see that because I know I approve I, I like that company and I signed up for their email newsletter.
1: Yeah, but you're a completely different kind of customer than most.
0: No, but they are all the customers you've had before you started doing this, right? That's my point.
1: Well, okay, yeah, but here's the thing. Like, well, if you're already signed up, it doesn't matter to you, right? But uh, the, I think that there are more people who come to our website and are completely cold. Like, they got some, they saw on some, they saw an article about the glyph. They come mm-hmm. to our, website and they're completely cold. There's no there's not much branding that is touch, touching them. It's like mm-hmm. oh they say, oh it's a well designed page. They go to a normal Shopify checkout. Everything's very normal. Yep. And then right now what's happening is uh they get a very normal confirmation email and that's it.
0: Yeah, they're gone forever. Yeah, I get that. They like they're dead to you.
1: Yeah, and so it's a real shame, uh, I think, that we and, and and so I mean we can talk about where Dan and I kind of landed on this, but
2: yeah, but just I to, but to stop you because I see where you're going with this. Like this, that's exactly what I was saying is you're conflating two things. Like we there are so many things we can do that to to continue a conversation with that customer, uh, like the follow up email thing that we can talk about if we want to. Uh, that's just one idea, but there's many things we can do that are that are just so much less gross than the opt-in thing. Like you're treating the opt-in thing as like that is the only way to continue the story and the conversation with the customer. And I don't think that's true at all. I'm
1: not taking that bold of a stance at all, guys. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> arguing. I'm just yeah, yeah. arguing. Like, uh, like it I think it's just. <laughs> I think you. Um, I think you're just maybe wrong about the degree how gross this. Uh, decision actually is because it just uh, I don't think literally almost everything I've ever seen would do it if it was that bad. like I think I think it's very easy to um like sit like like where we are who are like nerdy internet people who are really thoughtful about like a lot of designs and things you own and think that everyone thinks that way and i just mm-hmm. don't think that's true at
2: all i don't th- i don't think it's everyone but i absolutely think it's a non trivial number and i think it's it's a cliche at this point for people to like complain about like all the emailed newsletters they get and stuff like that is very much yeah. a phenomenon of like un- people getting unwanted email
1: us making a little decision is not going to change that and so that's what i mean like the context is already gross it's already sick and so there's very little cost for us to join in, whereas there could be a big upside. So, so okay. That's what I mean. Like, mm. we're not going to change people's attitude about gross emails, even if we have them opt in. Yeah, no,
2: but they're going to they're say, thank you, Studio Neat, for not participating in that gross thing. So, I don't know if that's the case because I, I think people don't know. Yeah, like, so. But the thing is that I
0: don't care about this. For like 99.9% of companies that I deal with, like my concern and like why this riles me up is it's you guys. Like, this isn't something that you do. That's the difference. It's like you have built part of your brand. As you even said, like you give conference talks talking about the fact that you don't do this, right? That's why I think this is trickier because like this kind of goes against some of the stuff that you're about. It, do- it totally
1: does. It totally does. And that's
0: why this is a problem. That we could be wrong in the past. No,
1: it's not necessarily a problem.
0: No, I mean, like, that's why. I mean, like, that's why this is even being debated. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Of course. Right. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's so. Yeah. I mean, I, it's an experiment, right? I mean, it's and it's an it's, it's experiment. It, the thing that's the thing that's kind of crazy about this, though, is even though we've been running this experiment, we don't actually really have a good idea about. Because like the one metric to look at, right, to, to kind of judge this, at least from a data perspective is, you know, of the people that signed up that we've sent emails to via this like mm-hmm. kind of um, default opt-in is like, have there been a higher rate of unsubscribes from our newsletter, right? We haven't sent any or enough email to even know that, if that's true. <laughs> and so it's like, we don't really actually have any data to make this decision on. Um, and so that's what makes this even more fraught is like, it's, it's, you know, we don't even have good data. And I wouldn't even guess that we would have great data. Even if we did this for like another year, we wouldn't probably really, I think, have a really convincing picture.
0: You I have enough new products you would talk to people about that you would be able to get that from.
1: Yeah, or like send enough email, mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly. So it's it's really tricky. Um, and it, I mean, so I guess we like talk about like, I mean, where I think we're gonna go. I mean, it's funny because like Dan and I basically had this argument like you know yeah, like days ago. I'm not surprised. And, and, I can feel and, it. And, and resolved. <laughs> and resolved. And resolved. I think basically what we should do. Um, but it's yeah. I don't know. I just uh, yeah. I mean, I guess we've like set our arguments. Uh, but I just I just don't think it's quite as like alarming as you guys are making
0: it.
2: Um, well. Yeah. So yeah, I think we did a good, uh, kind of a good job pre- presenting both sides, and uh, it's good. So, and I like, scene. I, I like these podcasts where <laughs> we get super riled up. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been
0: involved in such a spirited debate on any show yeah. I've ever this done. This kind of thing
1: is what Dan loves to argue about. Like uh-huh, this yeah. is like we will be driving in the car somewhere, like going to visit a manufacturer or something, and we'll be <laughs> arguing about like. Some UI thing on the iPhone, like, or what might happen, and Dan, so the gets the most riled up.
2: Yeah, we can't. Tom and I are not allowed to talk about live photos anymore. <laughs> it's forbidden. <laughs> so this is like, I like don't even want to say this uh, because it will just like, uh, it won't kill my argument, but it's like a, <laughs> it's, it doesn't help. Uh, is is I. Love this company and I love uh, that we ch- always like basically try to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So, that I think that is probably a factor in my passion about this is even if literally nobody noticed or cared and it didn't like affect our brand perspective one way or another, like I care and I care what my company is doing and how we're being like good citizens on the internet and, you know, in the world. Um, and so like those things matter to me. Like, I don't want to do gross things, even if nobody notices.
0: I completely agree with you. Like, and, and I know that you both feel this way. Like, I don't want to, you know, and I know Dan, you're not trying to do this. And I just want to underscore this. Like, this is not like Dan versus Tom. Tom hates the company. And, you know, like yeah. I, and I know <laughs> yeah. it's not that, but it's like, yeah. Me and Stephen are very similar. And there are so many decisions that we make that literally nobody would notice. Like, you'd never even know about X or Y thing. But we do them because it makes us feel happier and more comfortable. And, like, that is an incredibly important thing for certain types of people about the way that they do business, right? Like, and it, and, and if you have a business of your own and it's going well, then you can make those decisions. Like, that's the key part, right? Like, if you guys are in financial trouble you don't have to say anything, I don't believe you are, but if you were, all of these arguments go out of the window, right? Like, the like the arguments against, I think they all go out of the window at that point.
1: Well, that's a whole other can of worms yeah. because I think, we don't even need to get into that, but I mean... That just proves my point, basically. But, anyways, uh,
0: no, I don't think it does, because then it's like it's a it's a do or die thing. Because you, if you're struggling anyway, then it doesn't matter if you lose customers, because you're already struggling, right? So you may as well try whatever it is to stay afloat. That is completely different.
1: I imagine if you talk to an email like person who like does this professionally and like knows things about this, they would say you're going to lose customers, but you'll make more, and so it's worth it.
0: Yeah, but then it's like, are they the customers you want? And then you go back to this argument yeah, about like th- your taste in your company. Like, I think that's where it, it, the sticking point is. It's like the type of company you want to have.
1: But I just wanted to respond to your guys' point about like your feeling about things. So, like Dan, I agree with you. Like, I, you know, we will continue to run this company, basically doing things that feel good to us. And if it doesn't feel good, we won't do it. Like, absolutely. But here's the thing: I think. It is definitely possible for us to change the story that we tell ourselves about the decisions we make. So for instance, yes, so like with when we decided to like make a notebook, right, or make an iPhone doc, we did all of those things because we 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 changed the story We're telling ourselves about the kind of products we make. like we we changed our mind. We changed our internal story, and that kind of gave us the permission to do those sorts of things. And so what I'm interested in, is interrogating whether we're telling ourselves the right story like we have all these assumptions about like what that checkout process is and what it means and what that opt-in out means but um, I'm not convinced that if we had more data and more experience and tried other things we wouldn't change our mind and then thus tell ourselves a different story about what that means and So um, that's what I'm interested in. And that's like what I'm willing to try. Like, for instance, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is not going to be true, but let's say if you check that box by default and all of a sudden we doubled our revenue. I think Dan would have a very different story to tell. I I think Mm -hmm. he would have a, A, we obviously would keep it checked and he would, we would all have a different story to tell about it. Yeah, of course. We would would say, we would be like, oh, obviously people, uh, you know, like it or whatever. And and that obviously is not happening, but I'm just saying that's the kind of thing where I'm willing to be a little more open and just try stuff because I'm—I think we can totally change our minds. So it's not like oh, we're gonna like you know not respond to our inner whatever anymore and just start making weird decisions that we don't that we don't agree with but i just think there's room for us to kind of wiggle a bit
0: yeah but you need data which is possible for you to get like there are things that you can do with your email marketing list and you can do a b testing and you can do different types of email sends to like depending on the time that someone signed up right so you send different campaigns to people before such and such date and after such and such date, and see what they're like that like, you this is an argument that you guys will have forever until you get data. And it is possible for you to get a modicum of data. Like there is stuff that you can do to try and test this because that is completely right. Tom, right? Because all of this, all of this argument is like ideology. You are arguing ideologies and you will argue those ideologies forever until you have something to prove. And the thing is like, if you're sell if you end up selling like tenfold, then all it means is your ideology was wrong. It doesn't mean that, like, oh, this is a better idea than that, or or whatever. It just means that you guys were wrong in the first place. And then then the ideology changes. Like, that's why the company would change. Because you would realize, oh, we were dumb for thinking this. But you don't... If you don't try and do something to get data, if you don't try and do something to make some kind of educated guesswork, you will have these arguments forever. Because at the current way of doing things where you said like oh we did this we did it for such and such time and we can't tell a difference because we don't have, feel like we have a strong enough data set well that proves nothing mm-hmm.
1: yeah well it proves it's not going to be an amazing effect i mean if it was like an extreme effect we would see it i mean I, you know that's pretty clear so it's really just like you know if if it's making a difference It would not be huge, uh, likely. So you know, I mean, we can kind of tell. But I think this is a good time to talk about what we what we're probably gonna do uh, or what we think we should do. And, And actually, I would be curious, Mike, to see like what what you thought. So, or at least this is what I think we should do. I think you agree with me, Dan. But basically, I think we're gonna. What I think would be ideal is we leave that we uncheck that box by default, but in the confirmation email that you get uh that like everyone gets because you need to get the confirmation email like hey we got we got your order or, like here's a tracking number or whatever um in that email i think it is a okay place to have like at the bottom um some marketing basically like an introductory to our brand a little storytelling and then there there's maybe like an opportunity to follow us or do whatever and so i'm a little bit more comfortable with that because we are um we, we at least have more of an opportunity to uh to like introduce the brand kind of. Um, but of course, you know, people aren't asking for that either, right? And so it's kind of, it's not like a perfect nice solution, but I think it's probably uh the better case. I mean, what would you think about that, Like, Like you say, so you order something cold from us, like you don't know anything about us. You get an order confirmation where it's like, hey, we got your order, like here's what it is, here's the tracking, whatever. And at the bottom there's like some introductory storytelling and and some like call to actions like hey you can follow us here or here's our newsletter that you can sign up for. What would you think about that?
0: That wouldn't upset me in the slightest. I, I would have no problem with that because the agreement between the two of us is you're going to send me that email, right? Like your your responsibility is to send me my tracking information or to tell me my product is shipped. Like I am actually waiting for you to send me that email from the moment that I've bought your product. So, considering this is an email I'm going to have in my inbox anyway, so you're not taking up space, like that's your email to do whatever you want with. Like, if you want to put at the bottom of that email some like information where you're like, oh, hey, like, thanks so much for buying from us. Here's a picture of the two of us. Like, these are the guys you just bought your product from. Like, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Here's some more information about our company. Like, honestly, I think I might kind of like that if I liked the product enough, right? Like if I thought oh, this was a really cool product, like I'm, I'm pleased I bought this. And then there's like this nice little thing at the bottom of an email kind of telling me more about you. I think I would find that an overall pleasurable experience, but also easy to ignore if I didn't care, right? Like if I had no interest, I would have just gotten rid of the email before I even bothered spending two minutes on that point on that thing. Like that, to me, it feels like a pretty good compromise.
2: Yeah, I don't I think you would be hard pressed to find many people that uh have a problem with that or find that offensive in any way. Uh you'll let find me, some. P- trust me you'll find some, but yeah, like Yeah, there'll you be some <laughs> out there. Uh but let me so let me let me push a little further to, to something a little uh kind of much uh much more aggressive. Um so let's say you um You purchase a glyph, uh, you get the confirmation email, uh, perhaps it includes that, uh, kind of about studio needs section that Tom was talking about. Uh, you, uh, you get your glyph in the mail, uh, and then let's say, I don't know, a week, sometime later, let's say a week later, you get uh, basically a follow-up email from us. That's like, Hey, we saw that you received your glyph, you know, we hope you're enjoying it. Um, and then there's like some informational stuff in the email. So maybe there's like tips and tricks. Maybe there's like a link to a, a blog post that talks about, you know, different ways you can use the glyph. Maybe there's uh, like a link to some like, you know, inspirational Instagram pictures or something. People using the glyph <laughs> yeah. uh, that kind of like fo- like, hey, like if you have any problems, uh, please let us know. You know, we're here to help that sort of thing. Uh, you know, how does that strike you?
0: Well, at that point, I believe I'm on a marketing list,
2: right? Like at that point, okay. I'm, in, I'm in I'm in, the studio neat marketing structure. Even if it's customized to a product that you just purchased. So what I was going to say,
0: like, I would be more willing to accept that email if the product experience has been good for me, but I still believe that I'm in a marketing email flow at that point. Like, I'm, I'm in your welcome email suite. Like, I know where I am.
1: What if we tell you in the bottom of that email, we're not going to email you again. If you want to get more emails like this, click here.
0: If I cared enough to a point where I wanted to see that, I probably wouldn't have opened it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, you actually, I, th- I think apologizing at that part of the email is the wrong thing to do <laughs> because I've not got there. If you need to apologize to me, I didn't get to the end. Like, it it should be more of a like, oh, hey, you got here. You probably quite like to get more click here. Like, it should be a bit, I think you would want it to be a bit more like conversational. Plus, I don't ever want an apology if you've done it right like because you've already done it uh you don't apologize
2: right <laughs> yeah. ask for forgiveness not permission we, yeah
0: we can't give you back your life but <laughs> just... this space in your email inbox is gone forever like i so you know i i just think like the the wedding should be slightly different there. but i i still believe that i'm in your your marketing flow it really honestly th- my approach to that email is completely dependent on how much I've enjoyed your product. Right. Mm. Like if I have a good Mm -hmm. feeling about your product, like I'm willing to accept it. So I will give you an, I can actually give you a real world example. I bought a thing called a pop socket. Are you familiar with pop socket? It's this little thing that sticks on the back of uh, a phone. And it's like a little disc, and you can pull oh, to it like out. Oh, like hold it. Oh, yeah. 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 and yeah, it's got yeah. like a kind of rubber accordion type thing. Yeah, and it's, yeah. Uh, it helps me hold my phone, um, and it's helping me with some RSI problems I'm having because I'm able to adjust my grip. Right. So mm-hmm. I bought one from this company, um, and then uh, I bought a second one because I found out, not through them. But I don't. They should have told me this, but they didn't. Uh, that you can actually put any image you want on one of these things. So instead of just choosing from an image, I ended up getting one with a re-logo on it, which is on the way to me, mm. right? But um, the first one, oh, actually, I know why they didn't tell me because the first one I bought from Amazon, and then when I ordered this second mm. one, I ordered it direct from their website, right? So they took the time to do what they do, to do what you know we've been talking about here. They put me on their email list, right? I didn't, I mean, trust me, I didn't want it. Right, because I don't like <laughs> I don't like
2: to get this type of stuff. Did you miss a checkbox? Oh, of course or I did. did. they just? I I missed a checkbox. You think there was a checkbox there? It's not just an auto because that's like the 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 insidious way to do it is to not have a checkbox at all. Yeah, and of course, just, like sign people up.
0: But that's like illegal. It's not, I don't think it's just insidious. Yeah. <laughs> but like they use Shopify too, right? So I'm assuming because okay. you know you get that whole checkout process, which is very similar looking. Um. So like a day goes i don't even think a day goes by and i get my first email from them right and they're telling me about some nonsense and i'm like okay like whatever like i like this product like i'll let you off i know i'm in your welcome flow right now like you want to know how much i love the pop socket like i get how this works um I'm, I'm i'm not exaggerating i got like three more emails from them over the space of two days <laughs> right and By that point, all the goodwill is lost. So, like, kind of the reason I'm telling this story is because, like, I liked their product. I think it's excellent. And, and like, they're the only people that make it. Like, they they were very smart. They didn't succumb to the fidget spinner and they patented the heck out of it. So, like, they make it, right? Like, it's them. And uh, I like it. I think it's really great. Like, I liked it enough that I bought a second one and I will probably be a long-time customer of theirs because... I will keep buying these for every phone that I have for the foreseeable future because I really like it. It's it's a great product for me. But they were too pushy. I was willing to accept one or two emails from them because there was probably going to be some information that was of use to me because I'm a customer now. But they sent too much. So what this is a really long way of me saying if I buy something from you and it's a good product, like you have you have like an attempt to get me to, to click something, but that's kind of all you get. Right. And if I, like if a I one shot deal, yeah. Like, but then like, if I'm, if I then succumb, then we're good. You know, like there's, there is a, there's an agreement here. Like if I've opened it, then we, we're good to go. Like we, you've got some leeway, but like, it, it really is for me. Like I have to have enjoyed the product for that, for that up email to be a success. Like you can, you can, you can land that, but it's got to be that the product's good. And I think you guys can feel pretty confident that your products are good.
1: So this is almost exactly the argument the marketing folks were making to me. They were like, imagine a scenario where you had a thoughtful customer, they come on your website. They, they let's say they even saw that like we default didn't check that box. Uh, they got our product and they were super happy about it. Or maybe they even know about us. They're like, oh, I've heard about those guys. They're cool. Uh, They bought our product. They bought the glyph. They love it. But they didn't check that email thing. I bet. So what the argument on the other side was, the vast majority of those customers actually want to hear from you if you have something to say. But at this point, there's basically no way for us to ever tell them. And it would take a lot of effort for that customer who's happy about the glyph to then actually do something to follow us even though they might want to and so we're making it like very very difficult for happy customers who would want to follow us to actually do so they have to like go out on their own and like do that right? right and so that was the main argument that these marketing folks were making is like you 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 have a lot of customers that are happy but you're making it extremely difficult for them to like 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 help, like follow you along. They want to hear from you, but you're making it so difficult. It's ridiculous. And that's the whole problem.
0: Yeah, but let's say that you see the logic in that, right? And let's let's say we all agree with this logic. Right? Did that did that that makes sense because there's definitely some sense in there. This this only works if you're willing to follow it through, which I would, you know, I assume that none of these people will do, which is that if somebody is not interacting with those emails, you unsubscribe them.
1: No, that's exactly what they do. That's something you don't understand. Like these, they are so good at this stuff. So when when you, they get hmm, put into okay. drip flows and stuff. If you click on the first one, then they'll send you another one. If you don't, they change the rate. It's all very smart. There's entire platforms uh, like ConvertKit and Drip that do this. I mean, it's like a very big, very smart world. This isn't just like, blasting they're, yeah, I they're being very thoughtful
0: okay i'm trained in this right like i came from this world yeah. like i did email yeah. marketing for a multinational corporation for two years like th- th- and this is why i'm saying to you about the data thing which is like these are because like i know you need this data and then you need to be able to manipulate the lists that you have for this data my assumption was just that these people didn't do this so this is this is my mere culpa to that i my that just having been on some of these lists i feel like i get too much of them but maybe i'm just dealing with people that are a little bit more nefarious which is just that they will just keep sending forever
1: these are all like people like hand like these are like, like these are the good examples of like how you can do it well right mm-hmm. like for instance Monk. i don't know you ever bought anything from ug monk but he does a really good job of this um and he is far more aggressive than us but in general it works really well from him and he does it like he does a really good job of like balancing that branding and the email and so it's a it's a balancing act
0: but so this is the studio neat approach then right like this is the studio neat approach to how we're going to email our customers is being we don't have an approach okay but no but this is the building of it right like if you want to look at this stuff is being thoughtful and like doing stuff like stopping to like just stopping like if somebody won't if somebody is like not uh, actively, like, dealing with this stuff, if they're not doing anything with it, then then you stop. But, like, but if you're going to do something like this, you need to understand then that this is going to affect everyone where it may not have before, right? So, like, in yeah. old world, if somebody wasn't interacting with your email, you wouldn't unsubscribe them because they made the initial yes. But, like, in new world, yeah. you may start doing that. And then that may make an effect on the, what you're seeing that you weren't before. So then it would be like, say, the thousands of people that were your fans who were like, yes, please tell me, they start going into a different flow of getting yeah. less email, right? So like, it's about what you're, if you're going to go down this world, you were you doing it with your, with a blindfold on, right? Because that's how a lot of this stuff is, but you need to make those decisions,
1: so like for instance like that follow-up email with the glyph like might only actually like be like legal if we do like if they're on the list i mean that's what i mean it's like oh yeah you can can
0: only send it if people signed up anyway my assumption was just that this was what you were thinking you would do as like a welcome flow right like that that was going to be the way that you were going to do this but yeah you can still only send that to people if they checked it so my assumption was just from what you were saying to me that the argument resolved with we're going keep the box checked, but be super considerate about what we send, as opposed to what well, maybe you've done before, which is just like we'll just send them the newsletter.
1: Well, we haven't done it. I mean, we have yeah, we I mean those people haven't even got the newsletter. So I mean we'll see. It's it's all very up in the air. We have to like step back and develop a bigger strategy, but it's just I don't know, it's very uh it's all very tricky. <laughs> Dan, I mean, do you what do you think? You haven't talked a long time
2: uh he's changed about his mind. what <laughs> <laughs> before we started the show the f- the phrase that was in my head uh which i think is apt and i think it was maybe once used to describe uh steve jobs maybe i might be misremembering misremembering but it was uh, strong opinions loosely held I think uh, and that for me is what this is uh, I know that uh, it might seem that I'm like super stubborn and unwavering on this issue but I'm not at all I feel really strongly about it and um and passionate about it but I'm totally willing to uh you know to look at other perspectives and you know try different things I would just I think kind of where I've landed right now is, it is clear we are in complete agreement that uh, there are more things we can do in terms of email marketing or just marketing in general to uh, better keep people in the loop and you know keep our story going and introduce new people and all these things. There's so many things we could do, and so I would challenge ourselves to come up with creative ways to do that that feel good uh and make us feel good um rather than just kind of doing the uh you know the default thing that everyone does
1: but if you go to our store right now the marketing is default checked and it's because i want to leave it there as a stick for us to actually design something around this rather than like just turning it off and then forgetting about it for another
0: 6 months <laughs> there there so like we started this conversation with it being very hung up on uh, your company's values, right? Like that, the the first 20 minutes was you two arguing about whether this does or does not meet the company values that you've set out from the beginning. Right. The thing is, is like, there, there isn't, it shouldn't have been, if it was, it shouldn't have been that you wrote in your company values we will never auto-check a checkbox, right? Like, it shouldn't have been that. No, no, I'm not saying it was. What I'm saying is it definitely shouldn't have been, right? Because that's not, that's too definitive. The company values should be something along the lines of, which they probably are, that you will be thoroughly considered in the way that you do mm-hmm. things, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it's like a it's like a respect the customer type of right. value, like a yeah. general thing like that.
0: So yeah. basically, the, the the thinking is and the way that you move past this, which you've come to, but like I'm trying to help sum up, is that you need to come up with a way to do this, which meets that, and yeah. that's harder because most people, most companies don't care right? They don't. Yeah, So you have to be incredibly considered and thoughtful in the way that you do it to try and prove that you are different. Because you can have whatever um, assumptions you want about the way that you do things, but they always have to be through the minds of the customer as well. Like You can say you're something, but if people don't believe you're that thing, then you're doing it wrong. So yeah. you have to be able to come up with something. It comes off worse. Yes, it does. Because you're standing there and being like, we are so thoughtful. And everyone's like, you send me 16 emails a day. Like, <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, my, my feeling on this is, do I think you can do it? Probably. Like, it's hard. It's going to be really hard. But if you believe that this is something which is going to make a significant effect to your business, then you have to explore it. But you need to be ready for something that I think will be a, a really, really tricky thing to achieve. But it's not; yeah. it's definitely not impossible.
1: It's tricky. We'll see. I think there's some there's some low hanging fruit for sure, and I mm-hmm. think we'll start there and go forward.
0: I have a, I have a question for, for Dan. Hit me. How do you feel that this conversation is now in public? Oh, it's his idea. Yeah. Yeah, I I knew that it was Uh. Dan's idea to put it in the document. (laughs) But just, like, the way that everything's gone, because you are the one that maybe holds more of the belief that, like, you're more on, or have been more on the side of, like, this isn't something we should do.
2: Oh, I I love to be super public about... Like our company and decisions we're making, it's pretty much just products that right, right, I like. Right. I, I think like you to will be... make it a joke
0: then, but yes, I see where you're going now. No, no, <laughs> I it, love it, telling it, everyone uh, everything.
2: It's, I like to be secretive about products because I still, it's that magic trick. I like, I love the reveal of just like, holy crap, this didn't exist and now you can buy it. Like, there's a new thing. Like, that's so exciting to me. And anytime any other company does it, it's like, yes, Oh, this is so cool. This new thing. Um, and I, you know, I see it sometimes where companies are, uh, you know, more open about the process of developing something. Sometimes that can be cool, but sometimes I feel like it, you know, takes a little bit of, of that magic away of a product launch. Uh, so that's generally why I like to be super tight lipped about upcoming stuff, but mm-hmm. all this stuff, I, I love, just being wide open about. I'm very intrigued to see what you do next with this. Like, I'm
0: very, very intrigued to see how this progresses. Um, that's on you, I guess. So you you've got to come up with the best marketing strategy of all time now. Yeah. I, I well, wish yeah, you the very I'm best sure of luck in, in disproving years and years of, of <laughs> accepted research and knowledge. That's right. MBD. <laughs> N- N- <laughs> Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this show at relay.fm/slash TC. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, why don't you share it with some friends? We'll be back next time. Bye-bye.